Welcome, friends, to Spiritual Caffeine, the energy podcast that's good for you. This is Dana Bishop Sanders, and we are on episode 13, Elias Online Dating, a chap, a chick, just chatting. And I'm really excited to welcome my friend and guest, Mr. Ken Rhodes. What doesn't kill us? We'll look back and see the price of a ticket was necessary and maybe someday one day we'll see we just might master a smile to all three so what doesn't kill us can make us stronger i am a pretty firm believer in that we will be talking about something that is difficult which is that of being single this is sort of the male counterpart version and take on that subject matter and by no means do i mean to say that being single when you'd rather be partnered with your true love true friend person that does not corner the market on difficult things at all not by any means there are worse things than being single for sure But today, we're going to talk about just our journeys. The what doesn't kill you stuff. Ouch! And the very good stuff, and maybe some ugly stuff in there as well. And things we've learned along the way. So if you're single, or if you're not, if you want to understand your friend who's single, or you want to be helpful, or you want to empathize, listen on in. Welcome, Mr. Ken. Thank Hello. you very much. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. I'm really, I'm flattered to be part of your highest, most downloaded episode. That's, really, <laughs> that's a huge thing to me. I don't know if it's going to pass the, the coronavirus episode, but we shall see. <laughs> My hopes are high. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen the future. Very cool. All right. Well, friends, this is Mr. Ken Rhodes, and I'm grateful he has joined us today. Uh, Ken is a single, uh, a fellow, I should say, a fellow single person. And we've had a few chats about that here and there. But we previously, last episode, we had Ms. Kristen Federber on, and she and I kind of, I don't know, just we're two chicks chatting about single life as LDS single women. So now we want to get the male perspective. No pressure from me. So no pressure. You're speaking for all LDS men. All right. <laughs> so I, I wanted to start out an, I, uh, an idea before we get into specifics, which is, um, I don't know if men hear this or men say this to each other, um, but I hear women saying this, and it's simply not true, although a lot of women think it's true. And it's just the idea of scarcity. Like, oh, there's no good men out there. Wah, 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 wah. Right. Which, um, in my experience, I mean, certainly I've come across um, <laughs> not the most honest people or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have stories, but there are good men out there. And there I, I defend I have to defend you guys. I'm like, no, I've met a lot of good men. And then, of course, next question is, well, then why aren't you married? Well, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but right. there are good men out there, you know? It's just finding the right match. Um, what is your male perspective? Do guys say that about women? Or Tell me. I have a very specific perspective on this. And I'm afraid that it is better to be, I, I think, let me put it this way. I think there are, 
I think there are a higher caliber of women out there than men, and I don't want to discourage anybody. But in my conversations with single women, I, I hear things that make me frustrated about my um, my counterparts or the male species anyway in, in the dating world. So I, I want to- Wait, hold up. You're totally just completely bombing my theory. <laughs> okay, so- <laughs> You're no. completely contradicting me, which fine, have your say. It's a free America. Go ahead. Right. No, I think there are great men out there. I, I know some of them. I think <laughs> there are stand-up people out there. I think there are good men out there. I, I just have heard some stories, and I think that the odds, I, I don't encounter the same odds with women. I, I just think, uh, I think overall, the women and their personas online are just more straightforward. And so, again, I don't want to discourage anybody because great men are out there. Um, but there's a few bad eggs out there and, and uh, it, it's frustrating. So it's, it's uh, you know, you, you have to be careful, you have to be wise and you have to look, but yes, I, I will, I will go along with your theory, not because I want to agree with you, but because I, I, I do agree with you. There are good men out there. Um, there, and, and there, are, there are plenty of them. Well, there are, I mean, I've met them and I've gone out okay. with them. I mean, they're out there. Um, so maybe um you know maybe the ratio and i mean it'd be cool to kind of take a survey right sure but and this is just another completely undocumented theory <laughs> but maybe um maybe it's because um maybe the ratio is a little skewed and maybe that's because i mean i have met i've met a lot of men who immediately after their divorce this is these are divorced men obviously not widowed men but mm -hmm. um just left the church Right, right. For a season, and some for, for more than a season, mm -hmm. and so um, maybe that there that's got something to do with it too. I'm sure. kind of guessing, but um, from personal experience, I've I've met men who like they've been away for quite a while now, and then they were coming back. So I think that does happen. Yes, I think it happens. I think that does happen more often with men than women. I don't know why, and again, completely unsubstantiated, non-evidential theory <laughs> anecdotal probable person. very probable maybe maybe right okay okay so can let's just kind of rewind back in time taking a time trip and tell us maybe what you first thought the online dating world was when you first started and by the way how long ago was that well my divorce was final in 2017 so 2017 to present has been my experience and for me I was separated for a long time before 2017 so I didn't feel like I was um, freshly a fish out of water in 2017 because my for me personally my separation had been um, a, a long one and so 2017 to present is my experience and I would say that the majority of the people that I have met definitely are from an online source. And so um, there've been several uh, websites and, uh, and an application. And I've tried to stay in the LDS realm for websites and apps. Um, and I think, I think overall, it is the way that the planet meets each other. I think the websites are overall very, very good. They're not perfect. I think there's trends where this one's really popular for a while and then everybody kind of 
goes over to this one for a while. <laughs> and then the, this app comes out and everybody likes the app. So um, I actually, yeah. I actually think it's good to actually be on, uh, be on one yeah. and, and then give it a go on a different one after, yeah. after some time. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And just also, I think online dating is a misnomer too. I, people that are new to it um, maybe think that, you know, you do a ton of getting to know somebody and communication online, but, but really to me, I don't know, tell me what you think about this from a, from a men's perspective, but for me, it's just like a wave. Like, hey, hi. Like, mm -hmm. like if in real life you were in the same room with someone, you noticed them, you mm -hmm. kind of maybe want to just go talk to them a little bit and just even see if there's a connection. Oh, sure. So, I mean yeah. Okay, I just want to interject here for a second and say that this might sound a little contradictory because last episode, Kristen and I were talking about a red flag being someone that wants to meet like right away. We're not talking about this kind of right away. We were talking about the kind of right away where someone just insists on getting off the app or getting offline immediately like they're luring you off or even that they're just a little too crazy gung-ho in terms of your female and your breathing and they liked your picture maybe <laughs> rather than getting to know you a little bit seeing if there is even a connection to take it the next step which is then that offline uh, scenario I, I think that uh, you know people who were married in the 90s or prior to the 90s they, they can't relate to it and it's it's still maybe something they might snicker at which is fine but uh, I personally I, I believe just uh, I don't have a choice but personally I, I really think that if, if you're single today you understand that it's how the world meets and there's not really such a stigma anymore and I, I'm great I'm grateful that um, there is this way to meet because if it was 1982, the only people you are going to meet are in your geographical area or who your Aunt Martha sets you up with or who your ward sets you up with. Um, I, so it, it unlocks a few doors. <laughs> Aunt Martha means well. <laughs> she does. She does. <laughs> I mean, but it is true. Like some people is just like, well, this person is the opposite sex and <laughs> right. <we're> breathing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I've seen them at church, so don't you want me to give them your number? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Okay, but um, actually what I'd like to, I'd like to ask you two things, because it is really interesting you brought up that, you know, you were um, separated for a while, the divorce didn't become official until three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of have a rule that has evolved over time, which is, if um, anyone reaches out to me in that first year of being divorced, or even if they're just separated, it's mm -hmm. pretty much a no-go for me because I feel like it takes a good chunk of time, about a year, mm -hmm. to really kind of figure yourself out and figure out where you're coming from and what you really want. I think that's true. I, I think it takes some time. Uh, now, I'm not strong enough to resist a very tempting person who's fresh out of, of a divorce, but I, think, <laughs> but, I, but I think that I should. I, I believe in doing it, but I, I'm not always strong enough to do it. By, wait, by, how, did I just, wait, how did I just phrase that? Because I'm not <laughs> actually there with you, too. How did I just phrase that? I have a rule. Did I say I have a rule? How did I, I don't remember what words I used. Yeah, I think you said I, you had a, had a rule. I have, this, I have the same rule. I just don't follow it. 
Um, I don't think I use the word rule because rule to me is more hard and fast. Okay. But whatever word I use, it's very flexible. <laughs> okay. Well, very good. But that yeah. is my, that is a, a rule of thumb if it can at all happen. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it doesn't always happen that way. Um, last episode, I mentioned one of my really good friends who was a missionary companion of mine who didn't marry for a decade. She was just single. She right. just wasn't finding the right person. Mm -hmm. And then she finally got online and met this wonderful man. They've been married for, I don't know, I want to say five-ish years now. Uh -huh. Really great match. But he was newly widowed. Only like only a couple of few months, actually. Sure. Sure. And you would think that would not be a good thing, but it actually has turned out to be an amazing thing for them both. So, yeah. you know, there's well, you know, something that I have, something that I have coming up in my mind that I think is going to come out, which is now coming out right now. <laughs> I think we have to be open to the Lord's timing. So yeah. if we, if you and I agree, oh, you know what? I think you're too fresh from your marriage. Yeah. I think you're too new to being single. I think that we have to be open-minded to uh, maybe maybe God's timing and yes. uh, an individual's preparation. Like I, I felt single long before I was single. I didn't do anything about my singleness. I certainly didn't date until I was divorced. But I really felt like uh, I had spent a lot of time and perspective. Um, and 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 some people transition uh, better than others. And yeah, some people are, are faster than others. Yeah, and that's my point, Ken, is that you were separated for a while. You probably went through that process that most people don't go through until it really hits them that they are, that they're divorced. I mean, there's, right. healing, you know, when there's, I mean, a divorce is a loss and there is grieving. Sure. Absolutely. So everyone grieves differently. And I just think you and have stages to know. Of grief. Yep. Huh? Stages of grief. For sure. Yeah. Well, stages of grief, but also people need different things in order to process their grief and to mm -hmm. actually heal. So mm -hmm. I think you just have to know yourself. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's a really good point that you were able to think about things and come to a place before you ever started dating, I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. Am I accurately stating that? Okay. Um, so what I want to ask you is, what did you not know back then? And how have you evolved over time and what you've learned about online dating? Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if, I don't know if there was anything that I, I didn't know or learned. I think, I think there's some funny online dating etiquette that is, um, Oh, good. Tell us etiquette from a men's. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, like what would be a no, no, no thing for a guy to do? <laughs> okay. So an equal opportunity. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give my thoughts without claiming without claiming perfect innocence, but I, you know, I, I think it's just really nice to keep etiquette in mind or, or just being kind to everybody because it's, it's hard to put yourself out there. Um, you're, you're putting a picture out, you're putting a profile out. It is, it is something to put yourself out there. And so I think that it's, I think that it's very important to be kind to each other. And, and then I think once you are talking to people, um, I find it a little bit amusing, but I think it's important not to ghost people or be ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important not to be ghosted. <laughs> yes. Re remind me not to be ghosted. Would you stop um, being ghosted? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't want to split hairs. It's just one of those things where, 
you know, you you find yourself having a rapport with somebody and it, and you exchange several emails and then they get more meaningful and maybe you graduate to the phone and then and then there's this dark void of nothingness with with no explanation why and maybe it sounds petty um but yeah. i i just think it's i think it's nice to yeah. you know kind of wish somebody well and yeah. tell them that something is developed for you whenever possible i think i think some etiquette is nice i think it's good to be kind to people who who write to you that you maybe you know can't see developing an interest in but still being kind they've put themselves out there and i'm not talking men to women or women to men i'm really talking about both directions i just think there's a it it's it's nice to keep an etiquette and a just a consideration that we're putting ourselves out there and and we should be kind to one another i a uh, hundred million percent agree um, but what let's let's define though meaningful interaction because I mean if let's just pretend like uh, someone sends you a message and and you're really not interested in that person do you respond to that or do you only respond if it's like a significant message <laughs> or but not if it's just like hey there or hi or hello gorgeous or hello yeah handsome. that's no that's that's totally fair. I mean, I, I think it just depends on the situation. I mean, I've, I, I've certainly received a, a, a quick little message that I have never responded to for some reason. I've certainly done that. It's happened to me a million times, uh, maybe a half a million times. And so <laughs> I, I think that's fine. I think, I think when I was talking about, you know, no, I, I you know, being kind was like something yeah. you exchange a little bit and then, and then there's, yeah. You know, there's a, and I, I just want to make, a differentiation between those kinds of interactions because uh, for, for me, unless it's been meaningful, you know, and I'm interacting with a couple of people or whatever, um, mm -hmm. I, just, I just think that the kindness part really comes into it when you've actually either had back and forth for a little bit and there's some been connection, like you said, right. or graduated to the phone, or even if you've met in person, I think that Mm -hmm. If one party decides that they don't want to move forward, it's just the kind thing to do. Yeah. Simply say. And I do. We've spent a little bit of time on this, so I just want I just want to say that my the majority of all interactions that I've had have been very charming and very kind and very sweet. You know, they really have been. So um, you don't want to bring that up as a like as a sore spot because my experience has been very positive. That's good for you. <laughs> well good for you <laughs> no, seriously i have i've been called some mean names sometimes because um i don't know why i don't know why <laughs> i mean like oh so pet peeve and this is not just i mean everybody everybody wants to be able to um meet somebody who looks like their picture right sure sure it happens when people show up and they don't look like their picture right. i had one um, gentleman that I met one time we just met once and it was really a really nice meeting but um, he was telling me about a time when a woman posted a picture not of herself of her sister so they looked kind of alike right? <laughs> wow. yeah. but her sister was probably a good 40 pounds lighter Mm -hmm. or maybe more mm -hmm. and so it was kind of sh surprising to him I almost said shocking but I mean sure. it is kind of shocking when you meet someone and they don't look like their picture and and he and he's a good LES guy he just turned around and walked out and just said 
I mean, he talked to her first. He said, sure. you don't look like your picture. And she's like, I know, I'm sorry. That's my sister. And he just said, I'm sorry. I just find that to be dishonest. I, I, I wish you well. And then he just left. <laughs> I, think, I think what happened there is I, I think that Leah posted a picture of Rachel. And she, <laughs> thought, she thought that maybe she was first. And then Rachel, Rachel gets him next. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the uh, problem. But that's happened to me more than once. And it, and so I wish I would be more straightforward. And if it happens to me another time in the future, I, I'm just going to maybe do what he did because yeah. I think it's much kinder to be straightforward and, and honest. Whereas like the last time this happened to me, I just got angry inside. Oh, sure. I think and that's, I like, think that's very justified. Oh, yeah. Oh, inside. And then because I was angry inside and didn't straightforward, just be honest with him about it and also kind of made, held him accountable to that dishonesty. Then I ended up being rude to him. And then when afterwards we left, he texted me and said, I wouldn't go out with you again. If you pay, I mean, he was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh, I guess I probably was kind of rude. But well, that anyway. was, it was a little bit provoked, I think. And I think, <laughs> I think, um, I think there's a chicken and the egg in that story. Oh my goodness. Okay. For me, um, I have a rule. If, if, if I see an attractive profile and the woman is wearing shoulder pads, then I know the picture is not recent. <laughs> or the eighties bangs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell me about, maybe you already answered this. I wanted to ask you about what important lessons you feel that you've learned as you have met people and dated is, um, did, did that get covered already by my asking you where you were when you first started and where you are now? Or is that a different question for you? Oh, I think it's a question I successfully dodged. Boomerang them back to you. I, I, I got to give that some thought, you know, because I'm trying to think of lessons learned. I, I, I mean, don't just know. Like, okay, Ken, what about things you've learned about yourself. Like I have a whole freaking list. Have you, <laughs> <laughs> not of you, of me, of things I've learned about myself. Like here's one. I have learned that it's just so important to get to the authenticity part of connection. Sure. Whereas I think when I first started dating, I was just nervous and oh my goodness, getting back into it after so many years, I just was only showing you know the polished parts or whatever and like now i'm kind of like yeah whatever <laughs> just me um so that's one thing for me that has evolved quite a bit over over time okay well okay it reminds me of one thing and and it goes right into the authenticity part um i didn't think of this because it's um it's so simple but i really believe that however you meet somebody whether it's you're, you're set up on a blind date in real life, or it's an online profile. However you meet somebody, I strongly believe, and it's not always possible, but I strongly believe you've got to let the vehicle of meeting be acknowledged and then get to real life as soon as possible. So there's so much that you can learn about somebody with their voice and mm. speaking to them on the phone. And then if it's still mutually of interest then then get in person as soon as possible because it's very easy to strike up some great text email rapport where it's really fun it's funny banter and it goes back and forth and then you start to connect and bond and you haven't spoken on the phone and you haven't met in person and and 
I think you can just save a lot of time um, by, you know, this is how we met, but let's let's move to real life. Of course, I'm talking that, of course, safety is still in there and knowing enough about somebody is still in there. All those things are givens, but um, get that bond is going to start. So, so get what you need to know discovered and, and get into real life as soon as possible. I so agree. And I think it's for two very important reasons. One, I think the one that you're kind of sort of alluding to is the idea of get into real life because then you really know more about them. That's really the only way you can get information that's more valid, right? right. About who they are and what kind of connection you can have with them. And if there's any chance in the world that you could build on that, right? Right. But there's also, which I didn't realize, tell me if this has ever happened to you. You can really bond with somebody who you've never met and you're building something and then you finally get to meet in person. And this is usually with someone who doesn't live close by, right? Right. Finally get to meet in person. And then it's, it's really awkward because it's almost like <laughs> you, you have to start over, but then you still have all this history that you've built right. up in the non-reality world, even though you might've talked on the phone or whatever. So it, your my brain would just like, so I think all brains do this, quite frankly. I think when our brain doesn't have enough information, it fills in the gaps. Yes, I think so. The best it can, right? That's the best job it can. But the yep. brain doesn't like to not know stuff. So it likes mm -hmm. to just fill in those gaps. And I think that it's better if you can transition to real life and meet each other sooner than later, because then your brain doesn't fill in these missing gaps and create this totally different person than from who they really are. And then you meet them, you're like, oh, wait, I totally imagined this differently. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, that can happen, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. But you, I have had it where there is that awkwardness and you still have to kind of recreate. And that can happen. It, it can happen. I mean, it's not like it can't happen. It's just, I think it's better. I think it's oh, better. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Let's talk about red flags for men. What are some red flags that instantly make you say, oh, man, <laughs> no. Okay, so my number one red flag is the person, the person is disparaging their former spouse to no end. Oh, yeah. And it it just it's just such a turnoff that they are disparaging their their former spouse who they once couldn't wait to be with and you know it's it's just kind of a turnoff because there's so much energy spent there and it kind of tells me how their how that relationship is that might not be by their choice but it's still it's a place we should be very careful about that's a that's a red flag to me. Mm. And on that note, just a quick question. Do you think that it's really important to not talk about your past former spouse or relationships when you're first meeting someone? Yeah, I, I think, I think it's really nice to, I think it's nice to meet somebody and, and have uh, a little bit of foundation laid before you ever talk about, um, before you ever talk about the past. I think, I think it's kind of alarming to send a text message to somebody and then they re they reply, 
And the first thing they say is, so what happened with your marriage? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, wait yeah. do we like each other first? Do we, do we, <laughs> yeah. do we, but I don't really, yeah. I don't I, really wear that. I really don't put that on my forehead. So <laughs> I think maybe it'd be fun to uh, see if there's a foundation first. Not, not a big one, but, but I think that, I think it's nice to just let something breathe and, and meet somebody a little bit, find out who they are, and then you find out their story. I think it's important to find out their story pretty quickly. Um, but, and there's obviously an information that you need to know about, about their, their marriage uh, or their, or their, you know, their single status. Yeah, for sure. Cause that's just more information that you need in order to see. I, there's a book called, how to avoid falling in love with a jerk. Have you heard of it? No. Is it about me? <laughs> yeah, you're the subtitle. <laughs> they never tell me. No, of course it's not about you. You're the opposite of that. And by the term jerk, they're really talking about somebody who's just not right for you. Sure. Right. Okay. Um, so someone's jerk is someone else's love of their life, right? Yes. Yes. There really are people to avoid as well, but it's just about not being sucked in to our relationship and, and really falling for that person um, because that has happened to me for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, it happens. And the whole premise is that there's a continuum of uh, the order of things. So this is what it is. Just imagine I have my whiteboard here and I'm <laughs> drawing a line. And at the beginning of the line, it says no, like K-N-O-W, like you know someone. Like, right. So in the beginning, when you meet someone, you're getting to know them, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next item after no is the word trust. Okay. And the idea is that whatever comes after no and whatever comes after that, you can't do the next thing more than what you've done with the previous thing. So in other words, you can't trust somebody more than you know them. I mean, you could, and yeah. I operate from a place Not of trust somebody unless they prove themselves to be not trustworthy. I mean, I operate from a base of trust, but so it goes no, and then trust, and then um, no. commit, commit, and then fit being physical. Mm -hmm. So like, don't trust somebody more than you know them. Don't commit to them more than you trust them. And don't be physical with them more than you are committed. That's a pretty good whiteboard. I think you could, I think you could put that on uh, non-erasable <laughs> materials. <laughs> I've actually, I actually wrote it down one time early in my dating process and like took a picture of it. And so it was on my phone to remind me because sometimes <laughs> I would get some of those things out of order. <laughs> right, right. Whoopsie days. I'm like, wait, what's the order again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the order is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the point is that, um, you know, as we, as we get as we get to know people and as we transition more into real life, that, that really is only how you can build trust is all the different ways you get to know them. You have to do that in real life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even though maybe you don't want to talk about what happened in their marriage or whatever from the get go, it is part of the information that you need in order to know more about them in order to trust. Sure. Right. Um, what's another red flag? I think a red flag is, someone who is not available that's n not that they're a, a bad person but that they're completely not available 
Um, you mean they're physically not available, they're committed to someone else, they're actually married or something, or do you mean not emotionally available? I mean, the, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not emotionally available. They're, they're putting themselves out there, but they are not available. They're not connecting. They're not, uh, something is not building. I mm. think um, sometimes there's just some, only because I've, I've encountered it several times where someone is just not available yet. And, and so for me, what, what does that look like from a man's point of view? Does, does the woman just give you really limited answers to things you're trying to engage in conversation about or? Uh, yeah, like, well, like, like time could march on with getting to know them, but nothing deepens. So it's just, I, I just think it's one of those things to be careful with, you know, if if someone's not available, they're they're not ready, and that's that's fine. They may or may not know they're not ready, mm. but I think you know again, it's 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 a red flag to me. Not that they're a bad person, but that we're in different forms of of being ready. Yeah, I a hundred percent understand that. Yeah, it just doesn't progress. Your conversation doesn't get to a different level of intimacy mm -hmm. in what you're talking about. Yeah, and yet. And yet you can tell they're interested. They're interested, but they're completely not well, of course they're interested because you're an awesome person. I mean, of course they're interested in me. I'm an awesome person. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this is not going anywhere. Okay, that's a really good one. And that's kind of one that you just kind of know instinctively, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't measure it by how many texts or whatever. You just kind of feel whether it's growing and getting deeper and better. Yeah. Right. Okay. Any other red flags that you want to bring up? Oh, I don't know. The only, the only other thing I'm thinking of, and again, I think we have to afford each other so much grace mm, and yeah. the awkwardness of, of meeting, but sometimes there's just too much information. <laughs> okay. So the opposite, too much information is given up front or too much, too much information is asked for up front. Uh, yeah. And so that can, that can be, that can be something. And that's an art, honestly, right? Yeah. That is yeah. an, a bit of an art. Um, some it people, is. It is. And some people are very intellectual in the sense that they're academic in how they gather information. Mm -hmm. So they just want to know, they have a list and they just want to go boom, 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 boom down the list. The rapid fire almost, that's what it feels like sometimes. But, and that's an art. It's an art of conversation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now let's talk about the opposite of red flags. And I, <laughs> I shouldn't think, but like, what's the opposite color of red? No, that's really good. Um, the, no, what is an opposite color of red? I don't know what that. Well, let's is. let's call it let's call it green, even though that's not a primary color. Red means stop, and green means go. Oh, okay. Call it okay. green light. Green light. What's a green flag for you. I think a green flag is. Uh, somebody who can love like they've never been hurt. I think that's a, I think that is so attractive because you don't reach, I don't know, I mean, I, it's pretty universal what we're talking about, being being attached and being unattached is pretty universal, but for, for me, if you're north of 40, north of 50, you don't, you don't get to this stage of life without experiencing some hurt and some pain, but for so, because we we all like it or not, we all have baggage, and how we manage our baggage, or how we have dealt with our baggage, and everything is is something very individual. But 
a, a green a green flag to me is somebody who can love like they've never been hurt i think is really appealing somebody who knows themselves extremely well mm. is is really uh, attractive and um, I, 100% agree. Those for, same with me. Yeah, someone that knows themselves really well. They spend time in self-reflection. They just kind of know who they are, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they're willing to risk getting hurt because it's worth it. And hey, right. you get hurt within a committed relationship. You get hurt in a marriage. I mean, we are all imperfect people, so we hurt feelings. We do silly things. We say stupid stuff. You know, you're still going to get hurt. The point is. Are you going to get hurt? And and yet it's just a small little blip and you, you get past it, right? Right. Or does it define you? Okay, so another, uh, another wonderful thing that's green and such a lesson for men and women is asking questions about the other person. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a really big deal to be as interested in the other person and ask them questions as it is to be telling somebody everything about you, but to genuinely, sincerely ask them questions about them and be completely interested is, is huge. That is huge. I, I feel like I don't do that enough. And I feel like, I don't know why I don't do that enough. But, you're, like... but, but you're interviewing me. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's Good job, true. Dan. <laughs> Okay, very cool. Those are some beautiful green flags. I would say for me, a definite green flag is somebody who um, is just really interested in always growing, always learning, um, trying to just become a better version of themselves, not in an extreme way because they already like themselves and love themselves, but just that that's a big driving factor in who they are, that they like mm -hmm. to try new things, explore new things, um, get better at what they already do. They're just a forward moving kind of person rather than the status quo on a plateau. Like I'm good. I'm good. I would agree. That's huge. And and something else that I, that I believe in is that um, you need to be happy period. So, oh. you know, you need to be happy married. You need to be happy single. It, it, you are, you are a happy person who creates your own happiness and you're in charge of your own happiness. And so I think maybe that's what I was trying to describe with somebody who knows themselves well and somebody who's a very independently happy person. Yes. Um, married or single, they're, they're a happy person and they're, they're productive and they're, they're living the best life they can live. And they're not waiting to, they're not waiting to get married to go to church. <laughs> they're not uh, waiting okay. to get married to okay. return to church. Um, okay, cool. Uh, those are really nice green flags. Do you have any more green flags? Those are, those are the first ones that come to mind. Yeah. Those were really, really cool. Yeah. Um, you kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but um, has this evolved or has this changed or have you kind of struggled with this in any way of being LDS and dating? What's your stance on <laughs> dating someone who's not LDS? Has it ever happened? When it, give, us, give us your the Ken Rhodes take. Okay, this this really makes me chuckle because <laughs> I heard you chuckling. Yeah. What? What's so funny? This really makes me laugh because, <laughs> in my grand scheme of things, I, you know, no, no, I don't think anybody likes long distance, and and they they hope to not be relegated to long distance, but it's uh, something that does happen. 
So in my grand scheme of things, I thought I'd draw this nice geographical bubble. And, you know, in all these apps, you can search for a distance, you know, miles away. Yeah. So, of course, I, I draw this nice. Oh, and let's mention that you're not in Utah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Right? <laughs> so so I, I draw this nice geographical bubble in the Pacific Northwest. And I think it's a very generous. <laughs> it is kind of a three hours in any direction type of bubble. Okay. Like, okay, that, that's the difference between a drive and a flight. So <laughs> I'm thinking, I think this is a really generous bubble. And guess what? It's pretty narrow, pretty, oh. <laughs> a pretty small pool. For, for the LDS pool. Yes, for the LDS pool. And so um, the reason I'm chuckling is because at some point, I think north of, I mean, I had some really nice things happen with, with um, LDS websites. Very nice things happen. Um, but at some point between 2017 and today, I tried um, <laughs> a, a secular, a singles website. And, and you know, maybe the, maybe the biggest one on earth. And I thought, you know, let, let's just see. There, maybe there's a lot of, maybe there's a lot of members of the church uh, on on here. Um, it's just you can uh, say it. a really big one. It's match.com. Okay. But, uh, let, let's just, let's just uh, see what's going on there. Well, it was really, really funny because in context, I don't want this to sound judgmental. I just think it is, it is, it's just, it's just reality. It's just a part of life. And I, I don't mean it to sound judgmental in any way, but we're talking about compatibility. Yeah. And so I'm still trying to stay in my nice radius and see who's there. So obviously this is, this is all walks of life. Every, every faith represented, which is great, which is fine. Um, but it seemed like, you know, like, oh, okay. So there's 15 profile pictures for this individual and, and 13 of the 15 pictures are, are holding alcohol to the camera at, at happy hour. And it's just, it's, a, this is why I chuckle. It, I, I'm, it's, it's not to judge someone's lifestyle. It's, it's just to say, I don't mean to sound Amish. It's just, it is kind it's just, of funny though, because it's like, okay, yeah. but what else do you do? <laughs> that, that's right. That's, like, well, do you ever go hiking? Right. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Well, very cool. Um, I kind of want to wrap up now with just saying um, that for me personally, it has been such an amazing journey. I say that as if I'm sounding like it's coming to an end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it will. Maybe it I'm will. just throwing that out there. So Heavenly Father, just I'm just reminding him of the timeline that we've been on. We're, case, we're still on the journey. Yeah, in case he was like busy doing something else. But um, for me, it has been a, just a really incredible journey, mostly positive, sometimes very heartbreaking and really hard, 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 hard. But I, I don't know, to me, it's just like anything that I've dealt with in my decades here on earth that has, also has been hard. I just, I wouldn't trade those things because I'm a different person now. I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm a better version of myself now. Mm -hmm. Um I have learned a lot from other people on this journey, and I've I'm, I've gained a lot of empathy for anyone who is single. I remember, especially my friend I mentioned earlier, who was single for decades. I just remember thinking how much my heart went out to her, how hard that would be. Now I have just even more empathy 
for how difficult it can be. And, and it's so funny because the tables have turned now. And so she will sometimes say, how's, how are things going? And especially, you know, how's a single life? And, and she's happily, happily, happily married right now. So it's just so funny because I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> you've been there and she has. What would you say about your journey? Well, you know, okay, so obviously we're talking a little bit in context about being members of the church, being members of the same faith. And I think it's a good reminder to sit back and I don't, I mean, I don't care what your faith is, um, who you are, but nobody gets married. Well, in X number of years, I'll, I'll be divorced. I, I think divorce is a big surprise. And obviously we have, we have ways to be single. We can be divorced, we can be never married, and we can be widowed. So, so all these can be equally unexpected. Um, mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's, it's to bring everything that we've talked about together is one thing to realize is a third, a third of our church is single. Yeah. Third. Okay. So, so Isn't that amazing. Yeah. So, so although it's unexpected, you know, it, it, we are, we are in good company and it's, it's just very important. I, I have talked about this with my single friends and, and it's a resounding answer that people say, I don't think about it so much during the week, but on Sunday <laughs> I go to church and I sit there and I think for two hours how, how very single I am. And, and I, I can relate to that. I think we think about our single status more once a week than we do on the other days. And we think about it then too. I think it's so important to be really confident in, in who we are and just say, you know, this is, this is really hard, but it'd be much harder to do by not participating in church and not, not having a calling, not participating. Note to self to just always participate. And I'm guilty. I sometimes just step out of it and don't go to certain functions or whatever. And it is, it, it can be hard. Um, the things you need the very most, the temple, um, a calling, a, a good word. You need those things so desperately, whether you're single or married. And so how would you like to do something tough without all those things? And so oh, yeah. there are some times where I, I, think it's a, uh, I think it's a walk in the park and there's other days where, where I just think, wait, what? Seriously, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know? so. Oh, you make such a good point about just making sure that you are involved, not just showing up. And, and again, you know what, if you're just showing up and you're just getting there, that I think is awesome too. I think that in, of, in and of itself is quite a feat some days. It, it is wherever we are, right. wherever we are, the best we can do where we are, that's crucial. And also that we remember that, okay, so I didn't think I would be single at this age and I'm okay with, it not happening tomorrow that I'm that I'm that I'm married again. However, it's also a big realization to me is that problems are problems. And so maybe the one that I'm myopic to is is my single status. And sometimes that's not that's not what's forefront in my mind about what my challenges are. So I just think to serve to try to serve in or out of the church and, and realize everyone has struggles. I mean we can say this tongue in cheek, but I think <laughs> a happy single person is happier than a, than a miserable married person. I mean, Oh uh, no, uh, totally. In fact, 
there's some miserable relationships that we can find yeah. ourselves in. Yeah. Not me, of course, huh. but there, there are, you know, a, a bad relationship, whether you're married to the person or, or whether you are um, uh, just in a relationship, you know, that we have to be careful, like, oh, all my problems are solved when I'm, when I am yeah, married. No. No, like, no, no, you'll, you'll have, you'll have problems when you're single, you'll have problems when you are married. Yeah. And so it's yeah. a, it's a, it's easy to have a chip on our shoulder um, in, in a very family centric faith which is family centric for a wonderful reason it, it just is one of those poignant reminders on on sunday where we feel a certain way um but i think the perspective is to is to just back up and say you know we're doing our thing we're just we're doing our mortal thing we're doing our mortal journey married single we're still doing it we still have the same thing to do the same thing to accomplish yeah and it's still all on us Mm -hmm. I mean, you might think that your partner is, is going to, you know, the, what's that joke about, uh, they're going to drag you into the celestial kingdom, whatever. <laughs> it's still, no, it's still on you. What's your relationship with God, whether you're married or single or whatever your status is, right? I think it's very true when a bishop gets up and says that everyone in the ward is, you know, either has gone through something or is going through something or is about to go through something. And, and he's, and we not, have no idea. We no, have we have no idea. idea. And he's not even privy to all of that, but he's privy to more. I love those lyrics from Lord, I would follow thee. Um, in the quiet heart is hidden. Yeah. That the eye can't see. And I right. think if we can just all be kind, I love how you led with that, that for you etiquette and being kind and this applies universally not just to lds online dating <laughs> yeah it's universal universal yeah. uh, all right well ken you've been so fab today thank you so much for joining me thanks for having me this is fun <laughs> you're welcome all right go out there and get married <laughs> yeah because that'll <laughs> solve all my problems i know problem free <laughs> the rest of eternity that's right <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Bye. And thank you, friend, for joining us. We so appreciate every listen, every download. When you share, when you like, it just means a lot. And a, a thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can get more information by going to thespiritualcaffeine.com for show notes and links and additional info from other episodes. There's not really a lot of stuff from this one, but previous ones, books that are mentioned, podcasts that are mentioned, information that you might want. So thank you again, friend, and I hope you have a fab day.